The following segment is sponsored by Daniel A. White and Associates and does not necessarily reflect the views of this station or Forever Media Incorporated. Rick Jensen on 1150 AM, 101.7 FM, WDEL. Well, it should be, right? Yeah. I've been a client of Dan White's for many, many years. Very happy, always satisfied, uh, knowing full well when finally they, they get sick and tired of me, say, beat it, pal. I, I know I'll have some savings left, thanks to Dan, and amidst all the crazy things I've done, you know, stock market and real estate and, and such. Dan Simon is a great guy. He works well with Dan White in his office, Dan White and Associates, in the Middletown office. And uh, and it comes to the show today with something that the people are often asking when there is a presumption that interest rates will be increasing. And so it often brings the question, gosh, uh, is a Roth IRA the right thing uh, for me? Dan, thanks for being on. How are you, buddy? I'm good, Rick. How are you today? All right. Thank you. So, uh, yeah, how do you know if a Roth IRA is right for somebody? Well, you know, you mentioned interest rates, and in my opinion, I think it's taxes more than anything as to, you know, whether a Roth makes sense now or potentially in the future. Mm. And, you know, really, the, the idea to kind of talk about this came up yesterday when I was meeting with a, a client of mine, and uh, you know, she mentioned that, you know, the company that she works for was encouraging her, you know, somebody has mentioned, you know, you should utilize the Roth and this and that, and uh, you know, she just you know, asked me, so does it make sense for me? And I said, well, you know, quite frankly, at this point, it really doesn't, you know, because now, you know, your income is going to be much higher than it is, you know, potentially in the future when you're retired. Um, so that's really something that I think people need to take into consideration as to, you know, the contributions that you make to a Roth now or even a conversion. And there's definitely a, a, a difference between the contribution and, and a uh, conversion. Uh, but really needs to be taken into consideration of, you know, not only the time horizon to when you may draw on that account, uh, because, again, that income from a Roth IRA is coming out tax-free. Um, so, you know, ideally you want to contribute to those accounts when your income's lower and draw out of them, you know, in a phase where, you know, you may potentially need the income to come out tax-free. Um, so I don't necessarily think there's a one-size-fits-all answer, but, you know, in, in, in her case it didn't make sense because, you know, her – income is going to be substantially lower in the future, assuming that, you know, taxes are, you know, relatively the same. Now, you know, I think most people are in the, in the opinion that taxes will likely be higher in the future, but, you know, for someone in retirement, you know, how much higher could they possibly be? That kind of remains to be seen at this point. Well, Dan, have, um, you, have you seen a situation where in somebody, maybe they inherited money in an inherited IRA, and uh, then they have a lot of money saved up because maybe they got stock options and put in their 401k or whatever. Have you seen a situation uh, wherein somebody says, okay, I'm retiring, it's after 67 years old, or whatever the cutoff is now, um, mm -hmm. and they actually do have a higher income than they did in the last three or four uh, working years of their lives? Absolutely. I've seen cases like that. I mean, you know, people that, you know, sadly are passing away nowadays, you know, whether they're, you know, 75, 85 years old, I mean, that's really one of the first generations that re has retired with, um, you know, these 401ks and IRAs. I mean, in the past, you know, most people retired with the pension. They didn't have a whole lot of savings stocked away. So nowadays, you know, someone who's maybe 60, 65 years old inherits, you know, the IRA or 401k from mom or dad. You know, now that account does need to be emptied within a 10-year period of time. Uh, the new 10-year rule applies to inherited IRAs from non-spouse owners. Um, so, you know, that being said, yeah, I think that is going to be a consideration for a lot of people as to, you know, what their income is going to look like after work. 
uh, if they do need to draw from these accounts that they may potentially inherit from uh, you know from a family member. Yeah, I forgot about that. That new rule, you got to drain the account in ten years, and if you're lucky enough to get like say a uh, half a million bucks or something like that, okay, so it's fifty thousand uh, every year for ten years, and you're taxed on that. Wow, and if it's a million, well then, God, it's God bless you for it. And you know, to think about it in a, in a different context, Rick, you don't have to take out the fifty thousand a year. I mean, if you waited ten years because you said, hey, you know, we're going to try to grow this bucket of money, right? And then comes the tenth year, and let's say you doubled your money in ten years, which you know, quite frankly, isn't all that unreasonable. You know, you now have to create a million dollar taxable event, which obviously is going to have an impact on your other income sources, the taxability <laughs> yeah. of Social Security, uh, Medicare premiums, etc. Oh, uh, wow. There's, there's yeah. really a trickle-down effect there. That's right. It, it, it's a good thing you guys think about this stuff. I don't want to. <laughs> yeah, That's I, what we're here for. Yeah, I know, exactly. Right. It's like, oh, man, you got to calculate you know, how it affects your Medicare premiums and everything like that. I, I haven't even thought of that. Ah, uh, sheesh. I'd say you know, good. With the Roth, though, I, I do encourage younger people um, you know, to, to get a Roth established. Because, you know, again, younger, starting out a career maybe, you know, um, you know, income's maybe a little bit lower, good time to contribute to the Roth. And, you know, then you're giving it the benefit of time uh, and compounding interest long term. That account grows and, you know, you get into retirement and now you got a bucket of money that you can draw from tax free, which is a huge advantage. That's good stuff. But you have to take into consideration how much you're allowed to contribute if you have a 401k or something like that, don't you? Correct. So, you know, if you're a married couple and you're covered by a plan, um, you know, the Roth contribution is limited uh, for a married couple of up to $208,000 into a uh, into a Roth IRA. So, if, you know, you're married filing jointly and the income's over 208000 then, you know, you're limited as to, you know, what you can potentially put into a Roth. Uh, now, what I will point out is from a conversion standpoint, there are no income limits. You know, essentially the IRS wants you to convert over an IRA when you're making as much money as you've ever made because you're going to pay more taxes on it. Yeah. Um, now, I've seen, you know, some circumstances recently where, you know, I've received calls from clients of ours who, uh, you know, said, hey, listen, um, you know, company said uh, we, we need to get vaccinated. It's, it's against what I want to do. I'm going to be out of a job. My income's going to be low. You know, what are we doing with our assets now? And, um, you know, maybe that's a you know scenario where it makes sense to start looking at potentially converting over some of the, you know, the pre-tax IRAs or 401ks into a Roth when the income's lower, allow those accounts to, you know, grow and defer over the next few years. And, you know, again, it's, you know, tax-free retirement income. No, it's a, it's a good point. Everybody, every story is individual. Every story is different. You can't just say, oh, you're in this demographic, uh, so you do this or that. So, um, yeah, no true words have been spoken, that's yeah. for sure. Well, I'd say I learned from you guys. Dan Simon with Dan White and Associates. Uh, you guys are in the um, uh, the brand new building there in uh, in Milltown now, aren't you? We are. We moved in last week to, uh, we're in the Ketley Plaza building, uh, 118 Sand Hill Drive, uh, Suite 103. So, still working on some final touches, but we're uh, we're open and uh, we're, we're there. So, that's the good news. Nice, nice. And then Dan's office is uh, Glenn Mills, just right over the border there, 202, going into Pennsylvania. And listen to On the Money, Sunday morning at 7 a.m. I'll bet you have an idea what's on the program this Sunday, don't you? Yeah, you know, I know Dan and uh, and Andrew was on the show with him yesterday. Uh, just recorded it, recorded the show. Uh, and again, I'm not sure exactly what they're talking about, but I'm sure it's worth listening to. Oh, it, it always is. Seriously, seven o'clock in the morning on Sundays uh, here on WDEL. It's called On the Money. A little coffee, a little uh, little knowledge, and it always helps you out. Uh, Dan Simon, Dan White and Associates. Thanks for being on, man. I appreciate it. Hey, Rick. Have a great day. Okay. Yeah. You too.